Some get their power by pushing others down and trying to control the narrative. They do it with words while pretending to be righteous themselves. Thou shall not bear false witness, but some do just that on the daily. Once you've had enough, you see it for what it is, and you know, because you trust your intuition, because you've learned that your intuition is there to protect you. This story is not about the story of trauma. You know your personal version of that story. This story is about the awakening that the trauma brings. So stay tuned for this gruesome affair. The gang stalking, narcissism, and trauma made you realize that you are psychic. This is what happens next. Finding yourself in the talons of an owl in the shadows of the forest moonlight. It's a gruesome affair. Now you know. You are psychic. Beloved said, glaring at me with those wide eyes. She meant it. I still hadn't allowed myself to just receive reassuring words. I was simply not good at receiving compliments. It's that feeling when someone gives you a compliment and even though you know it's true, it makes you feel uncomfortable. An urge comes to devalue the statement or pass it back to the giver. Now I can just receive. With all the Jezebels out there and the narcissists, parasitic vampires, gang stalkers, agent smiths, and trucker hitchhikers that want to rain on every summer day and reduce the goodness of anything and everything. The opposition wishes to devalue you, to make you feel less and get the upper hand. Power plays on the Earth Realm chessboard, and these are weak loser moves. It's a race to the bottom for some, when the same energy could be used to race to the top. Remember the tactics of the narcissist. Idealize. Devalue. Discard. It's not that you're great or not great. It's about control. They wish to push you down and then put out their hand, and specifically their hand, to pull you back up. It's a microcosm of the macrocosm. When you are devalued, you want to be perfect, do everything perfect. But no matter what you do, the opposition will speak dark words over you. They are the demons that wander freely here in Earth Realm. They are the shadow flyers, and you, dear listener, surely have encountered many of them and will encounter many more. Even if you are perfect, they will just say, You're too perfect. And have that disgusting face they have. That's not the face of love and light. That's the witch face of darkness. The face of a skinwalker whose soul is disconnected from source, but connected to the soulless and deceitful hive mind of the opposition. They say it to you. Maybe masked as concern or speak of another's circumstance that matches yours and show disapproval of the other. But their intention is to speak to you, to devalue exactly you. These words are calculated. They speak words over you by proxy. They plant seeds of doubt when they can. The dark words they speak over you can be more direct once they think you've left the room or the phone call has ended. Then the demon shows its dark energy in all its full dark nebulous flaring and glittering evil glory. 
have heard it all, and I don't wish to hear more. The game is up when you understand the intentions and the tactics. Yeah, but everybody is psychic. I replied back to Beloved, myself devaluing her statement. No, she said. You're psychic. She firmly repeated and held her gaze into my eyes. It was an uncomfortable moment looking into those eyes. She knew. She didn't smile, but I know she meant well. I received the message. There is so much to learn when you wake up, and I'm not talking about when you figure out that the news really is fake, and calling it fake news is just to mock the masses. I'm talking about waking up to realize that you are a multidimensional being living on at least five planes. These are the spiritual, the intellectual, the emotional, the connected, superintuitive, and the physical where your body is existing and morphing through your human life cycle's phases. Your body is running through its cycle from inception until your last breath. Your intellect is accumulating but also has purposely been clouded with much disinformation from the opposition. The trucker hitchhiker wants you to think that you have to keep driving through the storm, but what you really needed was rest. He appeals to your emotions of guilt and expectation. Once he knows you won't yield to his demands, he just disappears. His footprints wander a few yards from the parked truck in the snowstorm, and then the footprints stop where he just vanished. You said no, and resisted his words, and listened to your own discernment. This is it. The compass is right there within you, and it always has been. Yes, beloved, I said, I am psychic, and I know you are too. I said, we were sitting on the leather seats inside the plush library, which is a part of the lobby of Beloved's high-rise apartment in Lower Manhattan. This would be a location of many revelations on the Smoking Owl Tales journey. This is not because I didn't know then. I kind of did. We all already know the truth under many layers. I was now in the presence of a lightworker, a singer, a dancer, and a fellow psychonaut on the New Hampshire and Maine ayahuasca trips. I am psychic, and I know you are too, I said. She looked at me with that look of loving disapproval, wide-eyed. It was a lesson. I am getting better at boldly saying the truth now. No apologies. It was like when she asked me if my father's house in Westchester County was a beautiful home. With the rampant dark words in the family, I was so used to contemptful words spoken over that home. This is a home in our family, and the words spoken over our home within our family tribe are disgusting. He lives in the same house that he grew up in. So strange. The truth is, that house is lovely and has been owned within the family since the day it was built in 1957. Is it a beautiful house? Beloved asked. Yes, it's a beautiful house. Not the most beautiful house. 
not a mansion or anything. I replied, It's a beautiful home, Beloved said firmly, and air, her eyes gazing at mine until she sees that the message is received. Space. It's a beautiful home. Period. That's all. In America, we call it keeping up with the Joneses. This is when you look at your neighbor or friends and buy a new car or phone or whatever when they do. Or they buy it with the plus one extras. So you one-up them and you buy it with the plus two extras. And then your third neighbor one-ups you both when he buys an even better model in a much higher price class. Maybe it's a car. Maybe it's a blender. Maybe it's a phone or some other material thing. Maybe it's an experience or a club membership. This is how the opposition divides and conquers. It's materialism. And this is a game the opposition wants and encourages you to play. Another idiom in America is to trade your health for wealth, and then later trade your wealth for health. This is where the trucker hitchhiker wants you, doing tasks for him to the detriment of your own health. Driving in the snowstorm when you can barely stay awake. This is what the gang stalker wants, for you to lose your mind and be seen as crazy and then be isolated. This is the game the opposition will play on you if you let them. They clamp the mind cuffs on you. And then you are there, strung up Pinocchio, a skinwalker on spiritual strings that they control until you wake up. And once you wake up, there's no turning back. The lies, trickery, and the deceit of the opposition just simply will not work anymore. In fact, you may think it is funny and laugh when they try to play out their tricks from their predictable and cliche playbook. It's ridiculous. Maybe kind of sad. Kind of funny, too. Because millions, billions of souls out there in Earthrealm are just skinwalking Pinocchios controlled by nefarious masters who encourage weakness, sloth, and decadence and then mock their subjects for doing the very things that they encouraged. They don't want to kill you as long as you are worth something to them. No. A parasite is not in the business of killing. It is in the business of harvesting energy. It does not kill its host so that it can continue the energy harvest. So this story is not about the actual trauma that causes the awakening. I have other stories with that. And trauma is not even necessary, but one thing for sure. If you get knocked down, you might hit the bottom. And when you hit the bottom, there's only one direction, and that is up. This will make you wise, strong, ungovernable, and very, very dangerous to their interests. Dangerous in a very good way. Dangerous in the, you are a dangerous to the status quo because you can actually think for yourself. A spiritual awakening is no picnic. It's a trip deep through hell. It's the dark night of the soul. It's Psalm 23's valley of the shadow of death. I'm walking with you, dear listener, 
as well as hundreds of millions of others like us. Every step takes strength and discernment. The opposition is everywhere. We can see their eyes on us. Your discernment can remove their spiritual mask. It's that easy. If you have faith and you know. The real scary story is facing the truth head on. It's understanding reality and rising within it. And on the other side of this is a kind of heaven that was waiting patiently for exactly you the whole time. The words of Beloved said earlier is because she accompanied me on four ayahuasca journeys in New Hampshire and Maine. She was there, and she is an angel that was sent to participate in these awakenings. Ayahuasca is not necessary for awakening. If anything, it can make it happen too quickly and reveal too much, too fast. It can be dangerous if one is not ready. It should not be the first step in a spiritual journey and is certainly not a necessary step at all. The process of awakening can potentially make a person seem to go insane. Those that hear the call, though, are likely ready for it and they can walk through that wall of fire and into the other realm, the waiting heaven. Once you've seen enough, there is no returning. You cannot unsee things. When you absolutely know something, no propaganda, no indoctrination, no belief system campaign can make you unknow the truth. Once the card is flipped, the mystery vanishes, the wonder is gone, and the truth is plain and easy to understand. Now you know what the card is. Life has its reveal cards, and we are going to see all of them eventually. Especially when the card that flips is the Satan Tarot card. You see the naked man and the naked woman on each side of Satan. And you realize the chains Satan holds around their necks are loose. Adam and Eve can easily take the chains of their slavery off as easily as they can take off a loose rosary bead necklace. Hell is not a physical place. It's a frequency. A spiritual entrapment. The gates of hell are always open, and one can always just decide to walk out. It's just like leaving a bad movie halfway through. It's simply up to you. It never feels right to leave a movie theater while the film is still playing, but the doors are open, and the trap only exists in your mind. You can walk out any moment. If the movie is crap, just go. This is free will. A necessary part of this game. Distance yourself from the dark words the opposition speaks over you. Wish them well and goodbye with love. Fuck you with love. And invite the light into your life. And more light will come than you ever thought was possible. Aquarius is an age of abundance. It is the post-survival era. It is the era of thriving in abundance and ascending community, love and forgiveness. This is the message. I'm going to repeat this message one more time just to make sure the transmission goes through. Love and forgiveness. This is the message. Some will awaken from the trauma. They will receive it in the physical realm. The trauma comes. It can be a big life change. 
It could be realizing that the people that you thought loved you are just using you like a pawn on a chessboard. It can be something in the physical realm, like an accident. Smoking Owl Tales has plenty of stories about this. Many traumas people live through will not be spoken here or anywhere, ever. Some traumas are just too awful to speak or to write down and save. So, I will save the trauma experiences for other stories and long ones. All human souls in Earth Realm have experienced trauma in some form. The question is, do you let it make you a victim? Or do you let it make you an alchemist? This is part of the game we are playing. The victim card is the easy and weak move. Sing that song and you will be with much company because it is easy and the wide path that most will take. Keep walking strong and vigilant through the valley of the shadow of death. And brother or sister, we are on the treacherous path too. And you have to believe me, we are on the treacherous path to the promised land which is called heaven, victory, and self-discovery. I will go out on a limb here and tell you about your own traumatic relationship. Let me know if this sounds familiar. Some people live in constant pain. Just look at their face when they think no one is looking and you can see it, plain as day. One minute they want to pull you in and the next minute they push you out. They lie, cheat, steal, gaslight, manipulate, blame shift, catastrophize, are emotionally dysregulated. If a romantic relationship, they are probably hypersexual. They rage, wear you down with circular conversations, and have low self-esteem while simultaneously being overly entitled, and they don't have their own identity. While they do these things, they accuse you of doing it to them. This is called projection. You must understand this word, projection. It helps it all make sense. They tell you what they're doing by telling you that you are doing it. They can dissociate and lose touch with reality. They get paranoid and delusional. Somehow they instinctively know how to control and manipulate you with sleep deprivation, love bombing, baiting you to admit vulnerabilities, and idealizing you while future faking. Any vulnerabilities that you admit to while they're being sweet will later be weaponized against you. They will spread poison pills on you so that they get sympathy during the coming calculated dramas. They will do sick stuff that you will never tell anyone. It's your secret, now and forever. Do you know any secrets, dear listener? I know you do. Keep them secret as they should be. Post-dramas, they will hoover you back and try to ambush your life again after you get back on your feet. You just want to have a good day, but it becomes headaches sleep deprivation, complex post-traumatic stress disorder, and anxiety just from being around them. It's a spiritual psychovirus, and it's very contagious. Like Dita saw in the Danish psychiatric girl's ward, she saw the demons surrounding the other patients, and then the demons came into her and left with her when she returned home. She brought the demons that had infected her with her home. This is the she cuts with a razor she calls chocolate story. It's one of the smoking owl tales. It's crazy. It's hell. 
Something about the experienced trauma is beautiful, but it leads you to a place where your heart is jabbed with emotional daggers and your soul literally has life energy sucked out of it. To their delight, just look at the smirk and you can see the sadistic pleasure plain as day. Take a brain scan of the ones who do this and you can see the possession in their neural geometry. Sure, there may be skinwalkers roaming the hills of the American Southwest, but we have skinwalkers roaming our workplaces, shopping centers, and often right inside our very homes. This is one of my epiphanies. Hell is not eternal. The gates are wide open. Get your fear and strength under your control, and this means no fear. And you can simply walk out of hell anytime you choose. Right now is a good time to go if you are there. If you are in hell, just pull yourself together and leave. Once you take confidence in your psychic abilities, in your intuition, you will see the ones under the influence of the parasitical vampirism that is narcissism and psychopathy. You will never win by playing this game. You cannot sit down and communicate with them honestly. It will never just be fine after an honest talk. No. Never. They are implacable, like Jack described, the shadow flyers. You must understand that the opposition is implacable, meaning they can never wish you goodwill. But they will tell you sweet words, appeal to your ego, and try to put you at ease when they see that you're getting anxious. If they could actually communicate honestly and then carry out their kind words, then they would not be spiritually possessed. But they are spiritually possessed, and this is why they act the way they do. The opposition will have multiple schemas or altars, alternative personalities. This is the gangstalker witch girlfriend who promises sweet everythings while bringing your previous addictions and criminal-minded friends back into your life. Everything is extreme. It's too good to be true. And so bad, it's unreal. The lightworkers just want to forgive, heal, and love. But trying to do this around the opposition only results in headaches, sleep deprivation, more complex post-traumatic stress disorder, and anxiety from just being in their presence. Pins and needles on the skin, you can physically feel it. It's a psychovirus, and it's contagious. It's sadistic, plain as day. Maybe this story isn't quite a match, or maybe it feels like it was written about exactly a part of your journey. Despite the situation seeming hopeless at times, the good news is hell is not eternal. I know I keep saying it, and I will say it again. The gates of hell are wide open. The tarot card is trying to tell you something. When your spirit finds its strength and you catch yourself, you can simply walk out of hell anytime you choose. If you are in hell today, it might be a very long walk, but you can take the first step today. I support this choice, dear listener. Am I describing someone you know? Some people you know? This is the opposition. These are the vampires. 
they are in every city and earth realm. And dear listener, we are the vampire slayers. Salvation will not come from a bottle, a pill, or a loaded 9mm pistol. Salvation will come from within. And rise you shall. We are walking together through the valley of the shadow of death. And the confusion will come in waves. You will detach from people and activities and habits that you used to enjoy. Being with many people you have known will start to feel like a waste of time. You will start to explore your real passions and set new priorities. It will be a renewal of beliefs. Dreams will be more vivid. In fact, real life will become more vivid, more intense. A synchronicity happened on my way back from New Hampshire. I would meet Beloved again in Manhattan a few days later. I accidentally boarded an express train in Stamford, Connecticut, and the first stop was 125th Street in Manhattan. It was way out of the way, but the mishap would align my arrival perfectly with a birthday party near the Crestwood Station in Westchester County. As I switched trains at 125th Street, I got a view of the new ridiculously tall towers in Manhattan, the new towers that were built during the so-called pandemic below Central Park. They stand so tall and they make the Empire State Building seem like a mid-sized property in Midtown. With the after effects of two nights of ayahuasca, the towers glimmered in their radiant technological glass and metal like towers on an opalescent future crystalline metropolis. This truly is the Emerald City. New York City. Life is happening. Today is the future. We are in the future, the past, the present. It's all overlapping and the words echo in my head. This is amazing. This is amazing. This is amazing. After boarding the next train going north, I get a text message that the birthday party is at Barretta's in Eastchester, just a couple blocks walk from the Crestwood station. I didn't get on the wrong train. I got on exactly the right train. The universe had my back. I see it clearly. The universe knows better than my logic and mind. This is another part of awakening. You see the synchronicities. Carl Jung knew what he was talking and writing about. You feel the dark energy of the opposition. You harness those intuitive senses. You come to understand what the opposition is, and also that you have guidance. There is an army of millions aligned with you in the astral. As in the song, Stairway to Heaven, there's a sign on the wall, but she wants to be sure, because you know that words have two meanings. Intuition is the gentle push, the gentle pull, and messages from the Alliance. We just have to enjoy the experience and look and listen and understand and let it happen. Synchronicities. Deja vu. It makes the game unreal. And it's starting to get fun and amazing. Relationships shift and transform. You let some people go and new people appear. You get a heightened sense of intuition and now understand to trust it. The intuition was always there, but the ego and indoctrination was stronger. The indoctrination versus your intuition makes a war happen in your mind. Once you know the truth, the war is over. The narcissist playbook 
is revealed. It is so cheap and fake and predictable once you know it. It's like they all get the same low-budget playbook from the dark astral hive mind. The narcissists are the witch and warlock minions in the opposition's hierarchy. The fake news and psyops and dysfunction-promoting ideologies use the narcissist playbook too. Just on the macro scale for the masses, the zombie nation devalue, create dysfunction while playing the victim and harvesting energy. You can now see manipulation and inauthenticity for what it is. It's cheap theater. Nothing more and not worth your valuable time or energy. You realize that everyone is on their own path and start to really respect that. People get puffed up and want to argue their opinions with you and you just say, I understand why you would think that and respectfully leave it at that. You realize that the truth doesn't need anyone to speak it to exist. Lies and BS do. The truth just is. A lie can only exist if a liar exists to speak it. Call out the lie and the liar will make five new lies to defend their absurd narrative. Maybe don't call them out out of mercy. One of the lessons on the ayahuasca journey was service to others. You genuinely want to serve others, people, animals, and the earth. You feel more connected to the natural world. You look up at the moon at night and feel that you are looking at yourself. And you howl at that moon because, what the fuck, it's fun to howl at the moon. And you care for the natural world, not in some fake sustainable propaganda paper straw way, but more simply and authentically. Teachers appear. It's insane. And you realize that on some level, everyone is your teacher. Beloved was one of many teachers for me. And she is the one that introduced me to yoga. We had to catch a 7am bus from Port Authority to Portland, Maine for our next journey. The night before, she asked me how much time we would need to catch our bus. She suggested that we set the alarm for 5.30. She said we should set aside 25 minutes for yoga. She held her eyes on mine and held her finger up like making a point and said, if we wake up and do yoga, it will also add to our confidence. And it did. That was my first yoga session. In the early morning twilight, before sunrise, the relaxing exercises and stretches created such a sense of peace, despite the chaos of the forest of skyscrapers and mega metropolis in view from the windows of the apartment. We did make our bus. After boarding the bus, our peaceful energy collided with the New York City chaos and angst. A literal argument was breaking out among the passengers as a woman refused to move from her seat after being asked by the driver to move. She screamed at him, Just drive. And a third man stepped up and physically threatened the driver. New York has so much angst and chaos, complimenting the love and good vibes too. It's such a concentration of different forms of human energy. I was soon glad to be on the road, on a bus with finally calm passengers, heading for a small town in the forests of Maine. We are all God's children, 
And indeed, sometimes children get crazy, grouchy, testy, and just wild. These words today have not been a story in the traditional sense. We all have our own story, and some have parts we will never tell. That is what I like about this Smoking Owl Tales space. The story could be anybody's. You know your story. You also know the secret parts of it. Keep it secret. The message here is that when you've been to hell, when you've seen the shadow flyers, when you've been gang stalked, when you can identify the opposition in its many forms, this is a part of the awakening. The truth is indeed scary, but I think you can handle it now. Being awake does not mean enlightened. It is one stage on the journey. I hope we get there. I have faith and wish for you to have it too. If you are in hell now, remember, you can walk out anytime. The gates are wide open. If you've been to hell, well, it made you stronger than you thought you ever could be, brother or sister. Keep walking along this narrow path and trust your intuition and your gut feelings. You are connected to Source, and you have an army of ally souls working with you to bring the light to Earthrealm. It's your choice. There must be free will for the game to be interesting. I am psychic. And yes, you are absolutely psychic too. And you know it now. The uneasy feeling you get when you are being lied to, that uncomfortable feeling you get in your gut when someone is playing you. Yeah, that's because you know there's a lot of darkness out there. Cheap theater. But once you know that your internal discernment is to be trusted, you can easily separate the wheat from the chaff. And the world is yours in all its abundance and love. There is so much more light out there than darkness. You are player one. Let's get to it and win this and help the others win too. We're all in this together. We're all in this together. It's been awesome having you visit for this horrible tale. Dusk is a time of transition. It's an owl's wake-up call. As the shadows grow longer and darkness takes over, the only thing to fear is fear itself. You can also catch Smoking Owl Tales on TikTok, Instagram, as well as podcasts, including Anchor, Spotify, and Apple. We have big plans for 2023. There are several mind-blowing collaboration stories in the works right now. If you feel the call, give a rip at the subscribe button and scratch at the comments. Stay longer now or catch you on another night very soon because the story goes on and on and on and on and on. And on.